Please note this podcast contains general discussions of violence, mentions of mild language, psychological nudity, mentions of death, sexual assault, and alleged misconduct in the state of Mississippi that may be alarming to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. So David storms into the trailer, and a few minutes later, gunshots ring out, and neighbors at the trailer park immediately call 911. Detective David Ruth was the first to the scene. Here's an audio clip of him talking about the scene. We were approaching the mobile home. The first thing I detected was some blood spatters on the steps and the front porch of it. And then I saw some on the uh, front door. So a blood smear. So I knew at that time that there was something you know, bad wrong on the inside. There was a radio playing really loud. Adrenaline was pumping. Tammy Ellis is dead. She has been shot in the head. Just a horrific sight. You know, blood was everywhere. I couldn't figure out how to turn the radio off. I just smashed the radio so I could try to start thinking more clearly. I knew the victim on the bed had been shot. That was really clear. I caught something out of the corner of my eye. And when I focused on it, it was just one of the most horrific, heart-wrenching things that I had ever seen in my career. And it was a small infant child laying there covered in blood. So I immediately had picked it up and was checking it. it. Seemed like time stood still at that point. I feared the worst. I feared that the child had been shot as well. The thought that come to mind was possibly a murder-suicide. And that's when we encountered uh, a male subject on the bed, and he was also covered in blood. The male victim was Randy Walker. Just like Tammy, he had been shot in the head. Police don't have to wait long to find the shooter either because David Gatlin turned himself in just four hours later. He tells police he is responsible for the shooting of two people, his estranged wife and her friend. According to David, he entered the trailer that morning looking for his wife. He said that he caught Tammy in bed with Randy. He said that he became enraged because Tammy was still his wife So, he shot Tammy in the head while she was holding their infant son. Then he shot Randy after he said Randy had lunged at him. David then took their son out of his dead mother's arms and placed the baby on the floor. He said he didn't take his child with him because he wasn't sure if, like, he would end up being involved in, like, a police shootout or something. So, after turning himself into the police, David lawyered up. His lawyer's plans were basically to, like plead that it was like a crime of passion and they thought the jury would actually be less likely to convict him in that way and David thinks that this plan is a solid plan since he thought that there was no witnesses to the killing because he thought that he had actually killed Randy but Randy was still alive um he thought no one could prove that it wasn't a crime of passion however at the preliminary hearing, he finds out that Randy Walker survived the shooting, and Randy is there to testify. Despite this, David Gatlin's defense team still insists that David acted in the heat of the moment, and Randy actually testifies, and he tells the true story, the real story of like what happened that day. He says that he and Tammy were in the bedroom getting ready to go to a company picnic and that they were planning to make like a family day out of it. Randy said that Tammy arrived just a little earlier than he thought she was going to and he hadn't gotten dressed yet. So he asked for Tammy's opinion like of shirts, like which shirt should he wear. Then they heard him 
knock at the door. They heard David knock at the door. And they didn't know it was David, of course, but they heard a knock at the door. And Randy went and opened the door, and he saw a man dressed in a black leather jacket. And he was dressed in a black leather jacket in July, one of the hottest months in Mississippi. And he thought that was odd, but he had never actually seen David Gatlin before, so he didn't really know who this man was. But um, he also said when he opened the door, he found himself staring into the barrel of a pistol. At this point, Randy, like I said, doesn't know David. He thinks the man is there to, like, rob them. He leads David into the back room and tells, like, Tammy not to scream and move so Tammy can see the man behind him. So, Tammy does scream, and she says, David, oh my God, what are you doing here? And then it hits Randy like a ton of bricks. He knows that this man is Tammy's ex-husband, and he knew that he had came to kill them. David orders Randy to turn up the radio to mask their voices, and Randy watches helplessly as Tammy and David argue about if she ha should return to Georgia with him. At one point, David said something to the effect of, if I can't have you, no one will. David then turns to Randy and orders him to take off his pants. David wants to make it look like Randy and Tammy were like in the middle of having sex, and then David orders Randy to go get the bag that David had left at the door. And here's an audio of Randy talking about, like, the rest of that encounter. Away from the door for Lamy of passing. And had the gun trained on me the whole time I walked down the, the, uh, the hallway there. And the bag literally on the seal of the door. I think I, all that went through my mind in about a second. You know, I don't have to go back into that room. I don't have to be shot that morning. You know, I can go get help. You know, I don't, I don't have to be there. And I made the decision to, to turn around and go back to that bedroom where I knew about 99%, you know, what the outcome was going to be. David then pulled firecrackers from the bag that he brought and began setting them off, hoping to cover up the sound of what he does next. David shot Tammy directly in her forehead while she was holding their son. He then turned to Randy and shot him in the head as well. David then fled the scene, thinking that both Tammy and David were dead at this point. And here's Randy talking about what happened after he was shot. The first thing that I remember when I woke up, I was cold. I got up, and my hearing was very muffled. It was almost as if I was wearing headphones or something. I didn't know if I had been out two minutes or two days or five minutes. You know, I didn't know what the time frame was. I didn't know where David was. The bullet has passed clean through his jaw without touching his brain. But Tammy is dead, and her baby needs help. I put my hands all over the baby to make sure that he was breathing and I could feel his heart beating, you know, that kind of thing. And when I was satisfied that the baby was good, so well, I need to call 911. I put on my pants. In my bedroom was a phone, but it had been yanked out of the wall. He just obviously had jer jerked it out of the wall. I remembered that we had just had one put in. It had also been yanked out of the socket, but it had a long line on it. So I sit there, I sit there in the floor and bit the wires off of my teeth and stripped them and kept putting wires together until I could get a dial tone. At that point, I could hear the operator, the 911 operator, very low and faint. So Randy's rushed to the hospital in critical condition. 
He was swollen and on a ventilator, but he made a remarkable recovery. Remarkable enough to testify at the preliminary hearing, which was only three weeks after the shooting. And with Randy's testimony, the crime of passion defense falls apart. And it becomes obvious to everyone in the courtroom that Tammy's murder was planned. David claimed that he had only brought the gun with him because he was thinking about suicide. Police nor the jury buy that, though. And David was convicted of the murder of Tammy Ellis and the attempted murder of Randy Walker. He was sentenced to life in prison plus 30 years. But after only 15 years in prison, David Gatlin is accepted into a special program that gave him a job like working in the Mississippi governor's mansion. And when Mississippi Governor Haley Barber was leaving the office, he was able to grant pardons. So he granted pardons to 248 convicts, including David Gatlin. The pardon made David Gatlin a free man and expunged his criminal record. So he's now living as a free man in Alabama, and he works at like a mega church. Like, he's able to vote now, has nothing on his record, and so he spent 15 years in prison, yeah, but he also robbed his son of his mother and his son of having a normal family. He robbed Tammy's parents of their beautiful daughter. He robbed the world of a strong, smart woman, and now he just gets to go on about his life and pretend like it never happened. I couldn't find in my research whatever happened to their baby, but hopefully the baby was put with family members of Tammy's or was adopted into a great family and is healthy. And I don't know, y'all, this case really made me upset because I couldn't understand why our governor would actually, you know, pardon someone that murdered the mother of his child in such a heinous way. Like it was all unnecessary. And you never know who a person really is. Tammy really loved David, and she went through hell trying to be in a relationship with him. Like, literally, her whole family was mad at her. She went into a literal crazy house for a couple months because her parents didn't want her to be with David, but she, like, still tried to be with him. And in the end, this is what he does to her when she tries to move on with her life. She sacrificed so much for him, and he kills her. Over what? Nothing. And the reason why I titled part one of this episode, quote, my daughter died because the man couldn't understand the word no, end quote, that was quoted from Tammy's father. And that is just such a powerful quote to me. It's so sad because there are so many women these days that get murdered senselessly by their boyfriends or their husbands, like for nothing. This is a crime that absolutely did not have to occur. And the fact that David Gatlin is a free man working in a church just adds insult to injury.